Let's take off, baby. Let's just drive, honey, into the night sky, to the sunset shine, into the day, baby. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. This is Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. Laughter is the best medicine, and at Gilda's Laugh Fest in Grand Rapids, you'll get a healthy dose. The south shore of Lake Superior has some of the best ice climbing conditions you'll find anywhere. And during Ice Fest, you too can learn to climb. For a completely different wintertime experience, head to downtown Detroit. And in West Michigan, Holland is welcoming you to take a walk on their ice melt streets and sidewalks. We travel Michigan next, where your trip begins at Michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Welcome to Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. I'm sure happy that you're joining us this week as we get to find out what's happening out there in the travel world in Pure Michigan. And, you know, as you travel around the state, uh, some of the things you're going to want to see and do are, are places you want to go to. And maybe you want to do some fun things like outdoor experiences in them. But others are festivals and events. We love those events. In fact, the event section at Michigan.org is the most visited section on the website. So we're always happy to find out what's happening out there. And before you know it, Gilda's Laugh Fest will be back in Grand Rapids coming this March. Let's find out what uh, is on tap for Gilda's Laugh Fest this coming spring. Let's bring in uh, Zach Behrens. Zach is the event and festival manager with Gilda's Laugh Fest. Zach, thanks hey, for joining Dave, us today. Hey, Dave. It's nice to be here. Hey, so I don't know. March 8th. Is that technically spring? I don't know if it is, but yeah. it, it's going to feel like it anyway, whatever it is. Good question. Good yeah, question. Yeah, it's, I've it's lost track. Yeah, that's right. I've lost track. <laughs> well, well, hey, you know, what? whatever we consider the season, laughter at any time of the year, it's such an important part of what we need, especially after all we've been through the last several years. So you guys provide that uh, in uh, multiple ways. Tell us a little bit about Gilda's Laugh Fest, how it came to be, and what you're all about. Absolutely, absolutely. So Gilda's Laugh Fest is an uh, extension of Gilda's Club Grand Rapids, um, which is a nonprofit um, that serves the uh, emotional needs and well-being of anybody navigating a cancer or grief journey. Uh, so LaughFest was created as sort of a little bit of a fundraiser for Gilda's Club Grand Rapids. We always say laughter for the health of it and seriously funny um, are really at the core of the mission of the festival um, because we know not, not everybody laughs at the same thing, but everybody laughs. And so through bringing various different acts, be it stand-up comedy, music, improv, um, and even drumming, dance, and films, um, we hope we can bring something for everybody in the community to enjoy and laugh at and, um, and uh, you know, just kind of enjoy their time, let go a little bit, uh, while also benefiting um, Gilda's Club Grand Rapids. Well, I, I tell you, um, for personal reasons, I can tell you that uh, laughter when you're dealing with cancer is a really important thing. And it really does not only help the person with cancer, but the family as well and the people who care about us. It, it's a really Absolutely. important thing. So, so thanks for doing that. Um, now, this 
This year's Gilda's Laugh Fest is happening when? Uh, March 8th through 12th. So that's a Wednesday through a Sunday. And we're uh, really excited to bring the festival back uh, in this five-day format um, uh, and provide something for everyone. Uh, you know, we'll be all throughout West Michigan, um, as far east as Lowell, and as far west as Holland. Wow. That, you know, I always think about Grand Rapids as in just downtown Grand Rapids, but it's really cool that you extend it beyond the borders of the city. Uh, where are you going to be in, in those towns, like in, um, in, in Lowell and in Holland? Yeah. So in Lowell, we're really excited to bring uh, Mike Vecchione to First Congregational Church out wow. there. Uh, it's a really great space, um, and we've had a couple shows with them way back, um, and so we're excited to partner with them again. And Mike's just a, a, a great guy and a great comic. And then out in, in Holland, we've got our kids' joke time at Herrick District Library, where we encourage Folks, to come on down with your kiddos, uh, and the kiddos can uh, learn both how to write jokes, but also how to deliver them and get up on stage and be the entertainer for the day. Well, that, that's the thing about Gilda's is that you have different genres of comedy. And you mentioned, you know, one in a church, one for children. You can just imagine not a lot of blue language or any there. Um, and, and then you have, you know, more of the adult comedians at places as well. That's correct. Right. Exactly. So, you know, we I always say, you know, we, we've got something for everyone because we do have our clean comedy series, which is coming back to the Bob in downtown Grand Rapids. Uh, and those are just some great, um, you know, it's a it's adult clean laughs. So, um, you know, they, they do touch on adult themes from time to time, but uh, with limited to no um, profanity. But then we also have uh, the Dirty Show, which we're really, you know, excited to bring back. Uh, we've had the Dirty Show for several years during the festival now, but we're excited to add a second show because that one just always seems to, to sell out. Um, so that, that'll be Saturday, March 11th, that golden age on top of Creston Brewery there. Well, people who go to, to watch stand-up, you know, they're used to that because that, that's the genre and the way it is these days a lot of the time. So uh, some of the other performers who you are uh, planning to have this year, who, who do we have coming this year? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we've got Daphne Springs coming for four shows to Midtown Live, um, formerly the Listening Room uh, in downtown Grand Rapids. Uh, and then we're also really excited to um, be hosting Tignataro at Fountain Street Church on uh, Friday the 10th. Uh, and that's going to be, you know, a, a great show. Um, Tig has, uh, you know, a cancer connection herself. Um, and so I know she's excited to, uh, to come on out and perform during Laugh Fest. And, and, you know, she's someone that we've wanted to bring to West Michigan for, for a while now. So going into our 13th festival, our wow. 13th annual festival, we finally got her. <laughs> That's fantastic. I can't believe it's been this long that uh, not only you've been providing all these laughs, but all that, um, that, that psychological help for people uh, dealing with cancer and their family and friends as well. Gilda's Laugh Fest is coming to Grand Rapids and, of course, the Grand Rapids area, March 8th through 12th. You're going to want to get your tickets pretty soon, so go to the website, laughfestgr.org. You're going to find the complete section, or, or I should say schedule, uh, released you know, over time because they released the, uh, the, uh, the performers here and there. So go there again, laughfestgr.org. And our thanks to Zach Behrens for being with us today. We're going to do a little ice climbing next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org.
It's Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan, and it's that time of the year when I'm always encouraging you to get outside and enjoy the wintry weather. And, you know, sometimes, even at this time of the year, some of our listening area doesn't have a lot of snow on the ground, and they're thinking, ah, there's no snow out there. I'll guarantee you there's going to be snow and cold in the upper peninsula of Michigan and uh, all around northern Michigan. And not only can you do things like skiing and and snowmobiling and dog sledding and uh, snowshoeing and you name it, you can also go ice climbing. Yeah, ice climbing, you really can do that. It's a thing. And it's especially a thing up in that uh, Munising Marquette area where Bill Thompson is uh, with Downwind Sports and uh, certainly a, a big supporter of the Michigan Ice Fest. Bill, it's great to have you with us. Well, thanks for having me, Dave. You know, you were kind enough to show me years ago that even I, an aging, uh, let's just say, uh, not the most fit person in the world, um, could ice climb. I was thrilled that I was able to do that. But I'll have to tell you right up front, when you put the uh, like the safety gear on with the rope, for some reason I'm thinking, why aren't you like pulling me up? I, I-, I thought that was part of the package. But that's not it. So let's, let's kind of go through this. You actually show people, you teach people how to go ice climbing. Sure. Uh, ice climbing is not a sport that you walk into a retail store, buy the gear, and, and go out and do it yourself. Yeah. You, you really need to learn how to do that from someone that's qualified, and that's kind of where our ice climbing festival comes into place. And uh, so it's a, it's an opportunity for people, uh, just like you said, that uh, may be interested in it uh, and uh, come out and, and try the sport and, and, and learn the proper way to do that. So the Ice Fest is coming up February 8th through 12th, so really soon. Uh, up in, uh, this is in Munising, right? That's correct. It's uh, Our home base is Munising, but most of the climbing takes place at Pictured Rocks National Lakeshore, which is arguably, I think, one of the prettiest parks in the national park system. Well, I remember when Conrad Ecker, um, who is a very well-known uh, mountain climber, ice climber, and all that, when he was in the area doing a film for the national parks, he was doing interviews about it, and he said his experience there was incredible. And in fact, he said climbing at Pictured Rocks was the most beautiful experience he ever had. That's an endorsement. It, it really is because uh, Conrad has traveled all over the world. Uh, he does a lot of different festivals like ours. Um, but uh, when you're climbing on the shores of Lake Superior, there's just nowhere else in the world like that. And uh, we're fortunate to have uh, Conrad coming back up this year. So it'll be an exciting time for everyone. Oh, fantastic. So, so why is that uh, kind of that southern shore of Lake Superior such a great place for ice climbers? Well, for two reasons, Dave. Uh, The first one is we have one of the highest concentrations of ice in North America, and it really has to do with Pictured Rocks National Lakeshore. And I'm sure a lot of uh, listeners have come up in the summertime where they might be kayaking or hiking along, and and it's sandstone cliffs that drop right into Lake Superior, and that sandstone is very porous. Uh, So as you mentioned earlier, we get a lot of snow, we get a lot of cold temperatures, uh, water grows... Uh, goes down into the ground table and just seeps right out of this rock and uh, makes these beautiful ice formations. So we have from Munising almost to uh, Grand Marais, we have ice on the mainland, but then we have Grand Island, which is situated about a quarter mile offshore in the middle of Lake Superior that has the same type of rock and the same ice ice formation. So uh, someone can uh, 
travel to Michigan, come on up to the Upper Peninsula, and have thousands of uh, climbs to climb. And uh, that's really the one thing that makes it special. The second thing is when you have these storms coming in from Canada, Canada that are blowing across Lake Superior and all these waves and uh, open water, and you're really climbing above Lake Superior, there is nowhere in the world like that. And that's what kind of makes this place special for people like Conrad. There's a lot of ice to climb in the world, but there's nowhere that climbs over open water like we do. Yeah, I tell you, I've never actually climbed over the open water for sure. But I have climbed um, with you at Pictured Rocks, and then with another group, I went to Grand Island. Uh, And I would certainly say, you know, as you say, Bill, you know, don't go unless you're with qualified people to make sure you're doing it right. But especially if you're going to go to Grand Island, we took snowmobiles over Lake Superior, which is a you know, kind of nerve-wracking experience, and then you get out there, you still have to be careful when you approach the island because there are places where the ice isn't as thick. So go with the pros, and I was so impressed. The beauty from there, it's almost as though you're right over the water, even though there's a, a bit of shoreline there. Oh, yeah, it, it is. And uh, during our ice climbing festival, we do not really take beginners out over that open water. Mm-hmm. Um, there are places that are um, not quite as high, not quite as intimidating, because we want this to be a positive experience. So we try to program success, and we have a lot of people that uh, will say, oh, I'm just not strong enough to do that. Uh, and um, it's it's not really about being strong. It's about learning the proper technique, and that makes it a lot easier. And so we do that in uh, less intimidating uh, venues and uh, and try to program that success for everyone. Well, I'll tell you, just going up a few feet, you feel great about yourself because <laughs> I, I have climbed all the way to the top of, you know, the places where you've brought people out, uh, but um, not not like the places that, that you might go, for instance. So if I remember right, uh, basically you're walking on the front part of your feet because you're kicking in those crampons, those pointy things into the ice, and you're then kind of crawling like you're crawling up a ladder, so to speak. Yeah, and most people think they need upper body strength, and, and the opposite is true. You really need legs. So if you can climb stairs, you could be an ice climber. And so, once again, it's just learning the proper technique, climbing with your legs, and uh, it makes it a lot easier. So you learn all that, if you'd like, uh, during the Ice Fest. And, um, and you have kind of like seminars and symposiums that, that you offer there as well, right? Yeah, the, the Ice Fest is, is truly an event. And so we program just about every minute of the day. Uh, so you can wake up early and go to one of our coffee talks with people like Conrad. Uh, you can go climbing. Uh, we have afternoon programs like uh, mountain literature, book signings. Uh, we have films. Uh, then we have evening presentations. Uh, and then we also have socials where everybody gets together and tells stories about their adventures during the day. So uh, it's it's a really, really fun exciting time to be in Munison. Are most of the events, uh, the symposiums uh, or the seminars, are they there at the the Rome Center or where do you have them in Munising? Uh, We're at the community center. That's our headquarters and that's where everything takes place. And uh, we have a gymnasium at the school there that has vendors from the outdoor industry, all the classrooms we utilize for our classes going out, where the shuttle uh, picks up people, whether you're climbing or just spectating, we'll, and will take you out to the climb so you can uh, actually witness it. And then we have uh, 
the beautiful Mather Auditorium, and that's a 1930s auditorium. It sits about 800 uh, uh, people, and uh, we pack the place for those evening mm. pr- uh, presentations there. And then our coffee talks take place at the Gallery Coffee Company right downtown Munising. Oh, that's um, right. And that's, that's a beautiful, beautiful venue as well. A little bit more intimate. We see, see about 50 people there. So Yeah, I, it's, it's such a, a beautiful area. And the cool thing is, once you learn to ice climb, you can still go out with Bill or others in the area and go to other places as well. There's the, the Ebon Caves there. Uh, I think, uh, Bill, you brought us out one time to, was it Hogback Mountain? near Marquette? Oh, gosh. Yeah, you're really touching awesome. my memory. But yeah, in Marquette, there is. And so we do this ice climbing festival, but it's uh, we found that people got so hooked on it that they wanted to do it at other times. So we do have a guide service that runs December through April, and we guide pretty much in the Marquette area and Munising areas. And then we also run a, a summertime rock climbing guide service here in Marquette in the summertime as well. So um, it's not just a one and done. Uh, we don't want to just hook you and just leave you hanging there. Uh, we, we want to get you excited about this sport and then uh, really continue to offer educational opportunities to go out and climb. It's a great event. It's coming up very soon, the 8th through the 12th. For more information, go to Michigan Ice Fest at gmail.com. I'm sorry, the wrong one. Let me try that one more time. In fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start this all over. We'll, t- we'll take an edit. Okay, here we go. It's a great event. You're going to really love it. It's the 8th through the 12th. For more information, go to michiganicefest.com. And our thanks to Bill Thompson for being with us today. We're going to check out winter in Detroit next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. I know that we typically talk about places up north, like we were just talking about the UP last when we're talking about outdoor experiences at wintertime. And I have to tell you, I love being up north at wintertime, doing all those fun things. But something else I really like to do at this time of the year is spend a little time in our city centers. You'd be surprised uh, how many of our downtowns are kind of setting themselves up for really cool experiences at wintertime. You might be thinking, well, you know, why would they want to lure people, you know, at cold time to wander around? Well, they, they need your business at the wintertime as well. You know, small businesses uh, have really had a real tough time. So the more we can do to support retail and restaurants and a lot of the businesses that you'll find when you experience a downtown uh, visit, It's so important that we do all we can to help them out. And as you do that, you need to have a great deal of fun. And I'll tell you, you will when you go to downtown Detroit right now. I mean, right now, you should come to downtown Detroit. Uh, One of the things I I love to do when I'm in Detroit is I will drive deliberately from basically Jefferson or close to Jefferson all the way kind of north on Woodward through Campus Marshes, and then I'll drive all the way up to like the new center area at the, like the Fisher Building, and sometimes drive the exact way down just to see all the cool things that are happening in that downtown and, and midtown area of Detroit, uh, the cultural center. It's awesome to see what's happening there today. And if you want to have a good time with your family, 
you can do that as well. And to tell us all about that, let's bring in Eric Larson. Eric is the CEO of Downtown Detroit Partnership. And Eric, I love the term partnership because you guys do a great job kind of blending, you know, the the governmental city, you know, interests with the, the travel interest. I know you work with Visit Detroit, for instance, and encourage people to come to Detroit for a variety of reasons. So, Eric, it's great to have you on the show. Oh, Dave, it's so good to be with you, and thanks for taking the time to help us lift up uh, not only, you know, the the importance uh, and, and opportunity and fun that a place like Detroit, um, you know, uh, provides families and, and kids of all ages, but also just the way that you traverse our state. Um, you know, it's really, it's incredible to think about all the offerings our state has, and one of those really important places to visit, especially if you haven't in the past, is is our center city. You know, it's the largest economic hub, uh, but it's also one of the more unique opportunities to, to participate, not just in some fun outdoor activities, but also tremendous shopping and incredible cultural assets. So, you know, I love what you do. Um, I'm going to encourage you on a good uh, on a warmer day <laughs> in the winter uh, to uh, try out the Q line or our Mogo uh, bike share program to traverse that same uh, you know route up Woodward uh, because there's nothing like actually you know sort of taking a slow slow roll hmm. either north or south on Woodward to see uh, and stop at uh, so many of the destinations you suggested but that, that's a yeah, great idea I, I, the you know the funny thing is i see the queue line that 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 train car that goes up woodland i see uh, woodward i see it all the time and almost every time i see it i say what man i haven't taken that yet i need to do that well it's a great it is a great way to get around and you know the amazing thing and you mentioned this in partnerships you know the downtown detroit partnership believe it or not, is 100 years old. Uh, it started and was formed uh, around the, the mission to really bring people in, in our community together. And, and when I say people, it's, it's you know, people that are running our largest or, you know, organizations and corporations. It's individuals that are living. It's the individuals that are visiting. And it's the small businesses and the public sector that you know, ultimately are there day in and day out. And so, um, you know, the queue line, and as you said, you know, you, you should take it, uh, is a, a great example of a partnership that came together, led by the private sector, to provide some really unique free transportation up and down our main corridor. Um, and so absolutely encourage you to, to try that out, but also do encourage you to try out MOGO, our bike share program, which, uh, you know, continues to get people around. And interestingly, uh, Dave, we now have expanded that program uh, into into Oakland County, um, and so we're actually providing free, you know, not free, but we're providing bike share, uh, you know, options in in many communities uh, throughout throughout our region. But you know, it, downtown Dave is really unique. Um, you know, even through the pandemic, which you know, thankfully is behind us. Uh, you know, our efforts really focused on making sure that we gave people a, a safe and and sort of open air opportunity to engage with one another, but also to have some fun. Uh, we program well over 2,000 mostly free events in all of our seven public spaces downtown. Campus Martius is definitely our crown jewel in the center of the city. And, you know, in the wintertime, we have this wonderful rink at Campus Martius uh, that 
over 200,000 people take advantage of during the winter months. Uh, we are thrilled that not only this, this year, but uh, for three years, Visit Detroit uh, is our presenting sponsor of that rink and allows us to produce uh, not only a lot of memories, but, you know, quite frankly, you know, there are a lot of, you know, marriage proposals and hmm. and, and a lot of, uh, you know, family uh, reunions that it's, take place in, in and around that rink. Well, I'll tell you, it's, it's a magical area, that uh, Campus Martius area. If that's all you did on a visit to Detroit, you would get a real good feeling, and not only about Detroit, but about winter as well. You mentioned that ice rink. I just saw something that I was really surprised about, is that ice rink is larger than the Rockefeller Center uh, ice rink in New York City. Yeah, Dave. I mean, you know, we are sometimes our worst enemies because we don't promote ourselves. And I appreciate, you know, what you do every day to promote the state and the incredible assets that we have to offer. But Campus Martius rink uh, is very unique. It is larger than Rockefeller Center. Um, in many ways, it is more active than Rockefeller Center. Our annual tree lighting, uh, which our 19th was this past year, um, uh, is just uh, a wonderful celebration, you know, that rivals Rockefeller Center's tree lighting. Uh, so, you know, as you said, you know, the center of our city always has something to do, but as you radiate out, uh, we have other public spaces that are just as unique. I think about Capitol Park uh, and the the really truly neighborhood feel uh, around restaurants and and retail and residents above uh, that that park has transformed into. We just added uh, a dog park in that public space uh, as more and more people uh, gravitate to owning and and living with pets. Uh, which is becoming a name, a sort of a, a, a regular addition to our public spaces throughout the downtown. But we also have Beacon Park, which is an incredible partnership with DTE and the DTE Foundation. That was a piece of land that they transformed into a public park and now has the same kind of activations uh, and has, is, is anchored by Lumen Restaurant. So you can go and not just you know hang out in, in a great public space, but actually get a beer or a burger uh, in a wonderful food venue. Yeah, I was thinking it's been more than 40 years I've been coming to downtown Detroit for business and for pleasure. And I have to tell you, 40 years ago or plus, I never would have imagined what's happened today. It's just such a cool thing to see what's happening in Detroit. And it's for any any uh, people who are into architecture or anything to do with municipal like development or or community development. Uh, they need to come to Detroit and really see the way it should be done. This grassroots working with government and the private sector, it's, it's very impressive. Uh, I've never yeah, seen anything like it. Yeah, Dave, I mean, we've been very blessed with some incredible leadership in our philanthropic corporate and, and public sectors. And uh, you're right, uh, you know, the transformation of Detroit over the last you know, 40 years has been remarkable. The idea that Detroit is what it was, you know, not even, you know, 15 years ago uh, is false and that, you know, people need to come and really experience it. I get an email um, or two every day from someone new into the city that is, is absolutely blown away by the reality versus the perception that is out there for downtown and for our city. I also think it's pretty incredible that, you know, the, that, through these partnerships, we've, you know, we've been able to start to attract 
some really major events. I mean, I think about, again, our partnership with you at Pure Michigan and, and, and our friends at the Visit Detroit and the fact that we've attracted the 2024 draft in the center of our city and, and the 2027 uh, Final Four. And, you know, we're bringing the, the Detroit Grand Prix back to the streets uh, in, in the early summer of, of you know, 2023 uh, and going forward, um, uh, you know, of Detroit. So there are just so many uh, ways that you know, both, you know, Detroit residents and people from outside are recognizing Detroit is a place to see and, and to be the architecture, as you said. And, um, and you know, you know don't yeah. well, and don't wait for the warm weather. Head there now, downtown Detroit. It's a happening place. You don't want to miss it. Our thanks to Eric Larson from Downtown Detroit Partnership for being with us today. The website downtowndetroit.org. We're heading to Holland next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at Michigan.org. Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. Whether you are outside in one of our really great outdoor places where you can do really cool things like dog sledding or ice climbing, as we were talking earlier today, or whether you're in, your, in one of our cities, I mean, there are so many cool things you can do in Michigan at any time of the year. We're such a diverse place. I mean, diverse people, diverse places, even diverse you know, seasons. There are so many th- cool things you can do. We were just talking about the really big city of Detroit and the neat things you can do in Detroit at wintertime. Well, let's go to a small town now uh, and see what that life is like wintertime in the beautiful town of Holland in West Michigan. And to do that, let's bring in Linda Hart. Linda is the executive director of the Holland Area Visitors Bureau. Linda, I know that you love winter like I love winter. So something tells me you stay pretty busy at this time of the year as well in Holland. Oh, we certainly do. Uh, You know, uh, there's so much to do in Holland. You know, we have Hope College that gives us a lot of um, arts and entertainment. There's the Park Theater that has national recognized comedians and live music. Uh, you know, and then also it's it's such a cute and quaint downtown. Uh, we have heated streets and sidewalks, which gives uh, families and couples uh, an opportunity to uh, have a great getaway into downtown and and to you know spend um, spend an evening at a great restaurant or you know do a little boutique shopping. Uh, and that's just you know what we can do almost any weekend really. But the holidays really make it special for us. I bet. Well, you know, I was thinking about the uh, the melted streets and sidewalks and what a convenience that is, especially for people at this time of the year who want to do shopping and dining and and not necessarily be inside a mall. You can still do that old timey shopping experience in that beautiful downtown of Holland. Yes, you can. You know, we've been so fortunate to have uh, the snowmelt system since the late 80s. And every year we seem to expand it ever so slightly. We have five miles of heated streets and sidewalks in our downtown. So, you know, it's, it's not uncommon to see runners or walkers all throughout the day, you know, in our downtown taking advantage of that, of those heated streets and sidewalks. So uh, it, it really has added value to our community, especially not only for our residents, but for our visitors as well. Actually, just earlier this season, my running group and I, um, we uh, we 
we're only about 30 minutes away, so we all came to Holland after a really big uh, dump of snow, and we, we ended up running the, uh, the, the street melt, uh, sidewalk melt of Holland, and that was a blast. The stop for breakfast afterward, which is what it's really all about. And, and that's the cool thing about Holland is, you know, you can do there, just kind of enjoy the, the stroll through town because it's a beautiful atmosphere, but there are really good restaurants too. Yes, you know, and then we have our winter market. Our winter market is now going on. It's the first and third Saturdays of the month, and that takes place at the Holland Civic Center place, you know, and we really count on that locally, um, locally uh, harvest, uh, even during the winter months, you know, fresh breads and meats and jams and jellies and root vegetables. So being able to take advantage of the of um, the farmer's market, even during these, these cold winter months, we really appreciate that. Well, that, that market area, that is, you know, for most people, would be kind of at the end of Main Street because you're probably coming from 31 and going west through downtown. So you keep on going through the downtown area, and it's this beautiful farmer's market area. They updated that, what, a few years ago? Yes, yes, a few, a few definitely upgraded it, um, increased the over the overhang so that there was a little bit more shade. Uh, when they did the renovation of the Civic Center, they have garage door style uh, openings, so that can be an indoor and outdoor style market right there. Uh, you know, during the holidays, there's the curse market there. So it's well-utilized space. And, and you're right, Dave, snowmelt goes all the way into that area as well. So I'm sure you probably make a good loop of it with, with your running club. Yeah, well, it's kind of nice to have that that uh, that snowmelt because there's a bit of a dip in the, the you're kind of going downhill a little bit there. And yeah, so it's right. it's really handy when you're trying to run a little bit. So, but you get down there. I, I have not been inside the Civic Center since they've gone through the the upgrades. Are there many shows there in the wintertime? Yes, actually there are. Uh, you know, it's managed by a company out of Iowa called Venue Works. Uh, while it is a city-owned property, Venue Works does bring a lot of national talent um, into the Civic Center uh, you know, throughout the year, it just might be a, a random, a, a random artist. All of a sudden, is is booked in the facility. So, a great opportunity if you're looking to see somebody that is nationally recognized to go um, and check it out on what they have as far as offerings go. Yeah, speaking of uh, buildings and really impressive places, you mentioned Hope College, and Hope College is, you can't even say it's it's near downtown. It's part of downtown, and that's that's pretty cool. But you have this, well, that, that's neat, but you have this this excellent aquatic center. I mean, it is world class. I know somebody who moved to Holland because of your aquatic center. Did you really? You yeah. Know, the, I, I'm a member of the aquatic center. I have been for roughly 12 years, and the renovation that they went through, um, you know, they're the largest, um, they're the largest. A facility for swimming and diving in this part of the country for competitive swimming and diving. Uh, the expansion is just amazing. Um, they um, they just opened uh, a couple months ago uh, the final pool. So they have five pools as well as all of those kids. And then that's just the first floor. You go up to the second floor and there's an indoor track and a whole fitness area. So I, I'm actually really impressed somebody moved to Holland because of the Aquatic yeah. Center. I mean, it's, 
it is, um, it's a great asset in our community, and, and I see lots and lots of residents there. And, you know, they have a, a resident appreciation day. And, if you know, if you ever come even as a visitor, they do sell day-use passes. So if you're still looking to get a great workout in, it's a great facility, and, it's, you know, it's about a mile and a half from downtown. It's a really neat thing. So you need to head to Holland this winter. I know you're going to enjoy it. Uh, and now, before you know it, it's going to be tulip time again and, and all that. But before we get to May, I know you, you do some fun events kind of late in winter, just as we're going into spring, you know, that March time of the year. What do you have going on then? Sure. So we have Girlfriends Weekend. And I mean, this is all things girls. I'll tell you what, it is uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, March 3, 4, and 5. And if um, if you're looking to, you know, shop dine and indulge all things girlfriends then this is the weekend to do it uh, it is a registration of fifty dollars and um, it includes um, shopping and, and it includes in-store activities so if you're looking to take a cooking class or an art class or a cocktail class or see a trunk show or get some beauty tips or do food and beverage tastings this is the weekend to do it in downtown holland um, the merchants really really participate to make sure that all the girlfriends have a great have a great time. On Saturday morning, there is a fashion show, uh, which usually sells out. And on Saturday night, there is a, it's a different themed party. And this year is going to be a luau. Hmm. So um, if you're interested in going, you know, um, you should see the people who dress up to go to these parties. It is pretty extravagant and a lot and lots and lots of fun. It sounds like fun. So that's March 3rd through 5th in Holland, the Girlfriends Weekend. And and I, we only have about, you know, half a minute. But tulip time, when is that going to happen this coming spring? Tulip time is May 6th through the 14th. And um, we're super excited. It's the 93rd Tulip uh, Festival. We're bringing everything back as we had before. Uh, two large names. Groups are coming in. A girl named Tom is coming in on Thursday, and Sarah Evans will be there on Friday. That's fantastic. Well, any time of the year is a great time to visit beautiful Holland in West Michigan. For more information, go to the website holland.org, and they'll fill you in. And if you want to come to Tulip Time this coming spring, now's the time to get your hotel room. So make sure to check that out, holland.org. Our thanks to Linda Hart, the executive director of the Holland Area Visitors Bureau for being with us today. And friends, that is all the uh, time we have for this week. It just kind of flies by. So I'm already looking forward to next week. We'll talk to you then here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling.